The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me for our weekly discussion topic episodes. Returning from camp, he's had a really, really sweet weekend. Your beard is looking great, too, by the way. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> there he is, the Wizard of Jazz, Derek Jazz in the house. How are we doing? I'm good. You know, wizards need a good beard. I didn't feel very wizardly without it, so it's back. I don't really. I think I've seen you once without a beard. and it, it It's was, not good. It's not a fan. No. No, definitely not a fan. Definitely not a fan. Um, well, we survived another week, I think, of uh, football action. It feels Speak like forever. for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Feels like forever ago already, though. Feels it like does. forever ago already. Which is either which is either a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, but but yeah, week eleven brought a lot of craziness. Uh, we already we had some firings this today, coordinator firings, which we'll talk about. Um, but let's get let's let's just jump right into this thing. All right, um, takeaways takeaways from week eleven. What are some things that uh, that you noticed that uh, um, really stood out to you from week eleven? Well, I have to say it. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the league and only like right now and only number two to King Henry when he's healthy. I I was a big fan of him last year. I had him in a couple fantasy leagues. Um, I, I mean, I, I, if the Colts do anything but feed that man the ball, they should all be fired. Oh, and, and the Colts are contenders. I know they started off slow and they're digging their hole. I said it last week. They were a sub 500 team or maybe it was two weeks ago. They were a sub 500 team that had a shot to make the playoffs. And uh, I think they're going to do it. I like the sound of that. I do. I really, really do. You know, and, and part of the reason for that is, and this is my biggest takeaway um, is that no one's great this year. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but there is not a single team in the NFL that you're like, Oh, Oh, that's that. Th- that's the dude right there. Like the, the, the those are the, that's the guy. hundred percent agree. Even team wise. Yeah. Just team wise. It, it's like Arizona. I was like, Oh man, they're like the de facto favorites, but even still, I'm just like, they're just kind of keeping their head above water. Yeah. You know, a lot of injuries, you know, and, and I mean, and that plays a part, like you could be as good as you want on paper, but if you, if you can't stay on the field, it doesn't help. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not in this, in the world of despair, the way a lot of bills fans are, I'm not calling for us missing the playoffs. Like a lot of people are, I'm not calling for the seasons over fire. Everyone like, no, I'm not, it's not overreaction Monday, like, which is what it was all day Sunday. And most of Monday and Tuesday, like it's just the overreactions all over the place. I'm not there. 
Um, but I definitely think something, something's got to give something needs to change. You know, you granted, I mean, you're missing your, your, your run stopping defensive tackle, your starting middle linebacker, and you got shredded by the run game by a good offensive line and the second best running back in the entire friggin' league. Right. Um, I, I don't think that's a reason to, to fold. I don't think that's a reason to say it's over at the same. Like, I did. Do I wish that things went a little better? Sure. I mean, there, and I'm, and you know me, I'm not one to say, you know, one call or another cost a game, but you know, when my, when my receiver's getting mugged at an interception that like they went back and looked at it and the commentators like, Oh, there's a lot of contact at the top of that route with Gabe Davis on this interception. Like, yeah, well, I, I need that one because that killed my drive. Right. You know what else killed my drive? My, my dumbass, overrated, overpaid Cody Ford, whatever position you want to say he plays, jumping off sides and then holding someone and going from third and three to third and 18. Yeah, it's a big difference maker. It's uh, absolutely it's 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 humongous. It's it's tough. And yeah, the Bills were missing a couple of players in key positions this past week. Uh, we did acknowledge that, but yeah, the, the the there's been a lot of fans and a lot of people close to me that are just like they're writing them off. You know, they're writing them off. They're they're ready to. Uh, and I hate seeing people like that because I get like that with the Colts, and I hate seeing people like that because this is still a good Bills team. All right, a couple weeks ago we were talking about Kansas City not making the playoffs at all. Right now they're playing really really good. Yeah. All right, we're still in the back half. Dominated the Cowboys. Yeah, we're still in the very early part of the back half of the season, and it's it's there's plenty of time to get your shit together and go out there and win football games when it counts. You know, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Some teams started off hot; they're slowing down; they're cooling off right now. Others are roller coaster, up and down, up and down, up and down. So, so yeah, so uh, yeah, just I mean, I think the biggest plain and simple thing is. Hey, the NFL is still crazy bad shit, and everybody's close. There's no division favorites right now. It's right. Yeah. No. No, not even close. Yeah. Go, going into this week, you'd say Green Bay, but I mean, they just lost to a division team, a, a division game. Like, yeah, we talk about all the time. A very, very smart coach once said, "The fastest route to the playoffs is to win your division." And so, so teams build to beat the other other three in their division. Correct. And it's showing more this year than ever, I think. Yep. And it's, oh, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, all right. So let's go to discussion topic number two. You mentioned Jonathan Taylor a little bit earlier. Um, to, I want to talk about Mr. JT a little bit. And uh, he's been in talks a lot lately by a lot of, you know, media people about being a uh, MVP, about being the MVP of the National Football League. Now I know this is he's had a pretty good he's had a very good season so far no doubt about it, and last week carving up the uh, the Bills number one defense was uh, was certainly no easy feat but he made it look so. And I want to discuss with you you know if you think that JT is legitimate MVP candidate or if it's just a hype thing right now, coming off of this game, you know, a lot of great points have been made about there's no like quarterback play. There's been nobody that's like dominating quite like in recent years. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers, you kind of figured last year. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen last year, how good they were playing at a certain point. Um, you look back at previous years, Patrick Mahomes, a clear cut MVP candidate. I don't think there's a clear cut MVP candidate at quarterback right now. 
And we know that the really MVP not. is usually the, the the quarterback award. But I think this year, it's I think it might need a change. Kyler Murray's fallen off quite a bit. Um, you know, with injuries and stuff, we haven't really got to see him play his best. And it's only going to get worse from here. He's going to be playing with lingering issues for the remainder of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, so you look at Kyler, like, uh, to me, I hate that MVP is strictly a, st- a statistical award. Um, it really drives me nuts. But at the end of the day, uh, really, who's the most valuable player on most teams? The quarterback. Why? Because it's a quarterback-driven league. Right. And that's just how it's going to be. But, I mean, when you have nobody standing out, how, how do you justify having a guy like Jonathan Taylor who, again, I mean, he's one of, what, four people all time to have five touchdowns in a game the third youngest ever yes and he's in elite company as far as consecutive games with a hundred plus and a touchdown hard to argue with that this year bud like i i i think he should be um i think he should absolutely be in the conversation you know and like you talk about some of these other guys like uh josh allen isn't far off his mvp numbers from last year or his he was number two in the voting and he's not far off those numbers but the team's not doing well and to me that's part of it like the the team's success kind of has to you know i mean how how do you say i mean you, you could have made the argument that deck would have been the mvp last year right but if the if the cowboys went and had the same record they had last year how, how do you say that dude's an mvp like how, how do you have an MVP off a non-play on a, on a playoff on a team that doesn't go to the playoffs or that I, I guess you think it do, you know, you could have a guy that doesn't do well in the playoffs, but I mean, do, do you see like the league MVP being on the lions? No. Or, or, or the Texans? No, not even remotely close. Right. So, I, I mean, it's gotta be a team that that's having success. And like, and that's why those stats bother me because if you're, if you're putting up huge numbers as a quarterback, but you're not winning football games, you're getting a lot of those stats in garbage time. You know, and we've we've seen it time and again where subpar quarterbacks end the game with respectable numbers after going three and a half quarters of trash. Right. You don't you don't get scum time rushing yards. You don't. That's a great point. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, that is true. You don't really run the ball when you're just trying to cut play catch up. You just don't do that. So and usually if you're running the ball to run the clock out, you're handing it to the, like to, to the number two guy. Cause you're trying not to get the number one guy hurt. Which yeah, another fantastic point. So yeah, I think right now, according to uh, Vegas insider, Jonathan Taylor has plus 2000 odds to, uh, to win the MVP. Tom Brady is, is number one right now, followed by Josh Allen still then Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford and Patrick Mahomes. But yes, Jonathan Taylor is the number one um, non-quarterback player, followed by Cooper Cup at plus fifteen thousand, and James Conner at plus twenty-five thousand. So I don't know what they need to see. I don't know what they need to see for the change. I really don't. Um, that perception, either. because you know what I mean. It's like Brady just had a two-interception game a couple weeks ago, right? How is he still up at the top? Josh right. Allen's had multiple interception games. Um, how is he still towards the top? I mean, is it because the quarterback play is that bad this year? It's got to be. That's got to be it. I mean, that's, and that's, you know, it's it's one of those things like if all are equal, none are strong. So you're basically saying no matter what, 
your MVP is got to be a quarterback because without him, they like teams don't do well. I mean, the Browns have entered the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> They're a know, fantastic I mean, point. Fantastic. Point. You know, in, in Derek Henry's stead, Ryan Tannehill hasn't looked fantastic. I mean, so there, there's a dude who'd probably be near the top of the conversation had he not gotten hurt. Correct. You know, somebody, uh, I was talking about him yesterday. Uh, Kirk Cousins has had, had like a criminally underrated season, but nobody's going to talk about him because he's on the Minnesota Vikings because the team is yeah. like poop. But yeah, and, and he, how he has you, like 21 touchdowns to two INTs right now. And how do yeah. you have somebody in the MVP conversation when one of the receivers came out and said, this guy's not good? Like Adam Thielen of all people came out. I was like, yeah, Kirk Cousins, isn't it? Yeah. Statistically, he's not doing terrible. It's not his fault. The team sucks. <laughs> what's it got? What's a guy got to do? And they're getting hot though. They're getting hot right now. So yeah, who really knows? But I, I, the MVP, it just comes off as name value. It's such a name value award. Yeah. Um, that's what kind of bugs me, but that's probably what it's going to end up with. End up being as a name value award. I would not, it would not surprise me to see Brady as league MVP by the end of the year, even if they don't yeah. like win the Super Bowl or whatever, it, it wouldn't you're going to see, it. you're going to see a Brady a Rogers and Mahomes, possibly an Allen. If the bills can turn this thing around, like that's what you're going to see. I, and I hate that. I like, to me, it should be like most valuable player. Wh- what does that mean? That is the player who brings the most value to his team. Like in lieu of a replacement. Like, so if you took this dude off the field, and I mean, I, I don't even think it should go to a guy on a good, like unnecessarily a great team. Like, so if, like, if you have the number one defense in the league, and this is a knock against Josh Allen, realistically, you know, if you have the number one defense in the league and you're on one of the best teams in the league and you put up some decent stats, well, you're probably going to be MVP because your team's probably having going to have a, a solid winning record. Right. Right. That, like, are you the most valuable player on that team? No. Probably not because your defense keeps you in every single game, no matter what. Um, you know, if you come off the field, like, and this is a knock then against Kyler Murray, they're two and one without him. Yeah. So is he the most valuable player on that team? Probably not. It's so like, muddled. I love it. I love it. I do. <clears throat> I, I like, and I think one of the things that puts Aaron Rodgers in conversation for contention is. They looked like crap without him. L- like, yikes. Yeah. And that's, we t- yeah. We talked I about mean, it. He's a guy who, if you pull him away, Packers are maybe a two, three win team. Yeah. Right now, he's that much of a difference maker. So, I mean, sure, maybe. So, at that level, maybe, maybe he's in the conversation for MVP because of that. But we know that's not why they pick MVP. We know that. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I might say I might stop by the casino tomorrow or sometime this week and uh, put some money down on uh, Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Who knows? Who who, who knows? Certainly worth be worth it if he does pull it off. Um, Absolutely. Uh, all right, discussion topic number three. We're gonna move on to. Let's uh, go about the rise of the Patriots. Man, they are back. They are strong. They are number one in the AFC East. I know. I know a couple of weeks ago you wanted to deny it, but now we got to talk about it. What are your thoughts on this Patriot squad right now? How, uh, how they're playing, you know, how they're succeeding. They're, they're beating decent teams. What are your thoughts on the Patriots right now? I mean, are they beating decent teams? 
Are they? Uh, like that's that's a legitimate question for me. Um, you know, the biggest knock I always hear against the Bills, obviously, is well, they haven't beaten anybody good. Okay, well, you could like, and yes, you can only play who you're scheduled. It's not like we're, it's not like they're going out and picking schedules and saying, oh, I'm gonna be, I want to play the worst team so I can go like I'm, I'm Ohio State. I'm going to dominate everybody. And then when I go against the big boys, well, we find out who I am. Uh, you kind of get that knock, but I mean, you, you look at their wins, the jets, the Texans, the jets, the chargers. Okay. The Panthers, the Browns and the Falcons. That, those aren't decent teams. The jets suck twice. The Panthers are, are, not good. <clears throat> Cam Newton, not the savior. Uh, the Browns are in absolute shambles right now. The Texans are not good. You beat them by three. A t- like, and, and again, I know time heals all wounds and changes all stories. I mean, the team that, that got beat up by a team in your division that you're allegedly better than got th- like you, they thumped the Texans, thumped right. them. That was basically the varsity JV game. You, you beat them by three. Like who who have the Patriots beaten? Not a whole lot. You're gonna find out in a couple of weeks. Like the these the t- the Titans, they'll probably beat the Titans because the Titans don't have anybody right now. They just released a, uh, Adrian Peterson that, on yeah. Tuesday. Um, they're using some guy I've never heard of as their premier back. They're I mean, but I, th- I this could be a defensive showdown. I don't think the Patriots get away with a check down offense and running the football against the Titans defense. I don't. And then you play the bills that that's going to be a benchmark for you. But again, are, are you built to beat the bills kind of looks that way with the way you run the football and some defense that you play. The bills also waxed that ass last week or last year. I, and I know it's last year, but how much better did they get uh, the two teams? I don't know. I, I'm not sold on them yet. I'm still not. What would it? What I mean, would, let me ask you this: What would it take for uh, for for you to be convinced with, with the they, Patriots? They got to go. They got to go three three and one in the next four weeks. Okay. Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills. You go three and one. Yeah, you're legit. And I'm probably shooting my pants. You're going to win the goddamn Super Bowl because you should beat the Jags and the uh, and the Dolphins, who you lost to already, by the way. I mean, but if you can go three and one against the Titans who are basically the walking dead there. There's a show about them on FX with some chick with a samurai sword and some asshole with a bat wrapped in barbed wire. That's who you're playing. The guys that those people beat up, that's who you're playing in the Titans. Then you got the bills twice and the Colts. You go out, listen, you go two and one against the pay, the bills and the two bills games and the Colts game. I'm afraid of you. At, like you beat the Titans. Yeah, you probably should right now. Those next three, I don't know. That's that. Those are your bet. That's that's your season. That's right. your season right there. That is a very tough stretch of games. There's no doubt about it. Um, between weeks thirteen and sixteen, of course, they have their buy the week fourteen. I think a lot of the strength has come from you know the the opt outs returning. I think that's been um, that's been a huge uh, huge facet for this defense. Who is 
it's not so much who they're beating. I think it's the way that they are beating them. That's impressed me the most. That's that's kind of where I, I'm like optimistic for them, I guess, in a sense. You know, shutting out Atlanta, making you know Matt Ryan look silly, which I guess hasn't been all that difficult in you know over the last couple of weeks. But you know the way they did that, the way they shut down Cleveland. Um, yeah, I don't but, care. But, but who who did they shut down in Cleveland? Johnson and Stanton, Baker Mayfield. Like so, right. so that was that was the that was the Browns with just Baker. Who just shut down? And when your offense can't stay on the field, your defense is going to struggle. I don't care how good they are. If you're gassed, if you play half the game, if you play more than half the game on defense, like on your heels, you're going to get beat up eventually. Right. Again, you didn't beat anyone. Like, the, like if you beat the Browns five weeks ago when they had both running backs and everything was going well, okay, now I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, but I mean, I, I on this show, I told you that I told you the Patriots were going to lose to the Browns, and then Nick Chubb didn't play. Right. That's a big deal. He's number three. All right. So Derek Henry's one. Taylor's two. He's three. So, uh, and Hunt might be four. He didn't play either. No, that's true. And, and and that's, I think, you know, people are ready to turn the keys to the AFCs back over to, to New England. I'm not yet. Like, I'm I'm still the reigning defending AFC East champion. And until you dethrone me completely at the end of the season, this is the first time in two years, in a year and a half that you've been at the top. Right. And already it's over. The Bills run is over. I don't think so. I, I really don't. I'm just not, I'm not ready to crown. Like, and, and yes, you, no, still you shouldn't be, you, still go, you shouldn't be, you know, you know it, and you like, because last year, like when the bills were dominating people legitimately, no, the bill, it's, it's not the bills yet. It's not the bills yet to the point that they said, okay, the Patriots aren't going to do it this year. The dolphins are. And you know what this Patriots team feels like this Patriots team feels like the dolphins of last year with a slightly more accurate quarterback. I mean, you're winning games on defense and running the football, right? Like that's what that's really, and not that the running attack was all that great for Miami last year, but they won with, with defense and special teams. The difference is you, you're, you're benchmark. My quarterback's better than Tua. Great. You're, you're, you're one of 30 teams that can say that. Awesome. Right. <laughs> like. I got you. No, I mean, you you make up a, a, a lot of great points. It's you don't ever want to crown these guys until it kind of happens, right? He has conversation. You know, we look for conversation topics. We're always just, you know, just to, to prop certain people up, certain teams, certain players and stuff. And sure. Um, but, but you're hundred percent right. in that they haven't played the bills yet. They, I mean, they, they have, uh, I think a good time of the season to play them. They're kind of gelling right now, but you know, it, it to play them twice in three weeks, you know, twice in a three week span, that's uh that's pretty, you know, that's 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 gonna be a big challenge. It's uh it's making the AFC East a lot more interesting. And I think I like that, you know, instead of just one team just kind of running over everybody else. I want the AFC East to be competitive. Um, you know, I know I have outside interest in, in the AFC East, but um, <laughs> but it, it would just be good instead of just going from a, a shit Patriots or, you know, from a, from a bad bills, dolphins and jets team and a, a really, really good Pats team to just 
really good bills. And I get it. Like you've been, you guys have been clamoring for this for a long time, but um, I think it only, it would only be better if, uh, if you have a more competitive team within your own division for the, for the bills and for the Patriots long-term, if you're walking over everybody, I mean, you're, how are you really growing as a team? Right. Excuse me. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at with the Patriots. Got a good, uh, interesting couple of weeks ahead of them. Uh, excuse me, ahead for them. Next up, I wanted to talk about Kirk Cousins. I did bring up how good of a season he's been having. Um, a little bit of an up and down. You know, he's had an up and down tenure in in Minnesota. But I wanted to really just discuss. I mean, I like to defend quarterbacks who I think are pretty good, but people don't necessarily respect as a whole, what is Kirk Cousins like? If you were to tear him, tear him out of five, what would he be? Where where would he where would he rank for you right now in the NFL? He for me is probably if he's not low tier four, he's a very high tier three, and. I think the only thing that's holding him back is he just doesn't have that, that wow factor, right? He, he makes the throws he's supposed to make, you know, he, he doesn't really make it. He's not making a ton of mistakes. I mean, he's got 68.2% completion percentage and he's got the, like one of the lowest uh, interception ratios in, in the league right now at yeah. 0.5. He's 21 and two, like you said, Um, you know, it's just, he, he just doesn't have that. I, I don't think people are afraid of Kirk Cousins. You know, like when, when you game plan, you have to game plan for Brady. You have to game plan for Rodgers and Mahomes and Allen. And yeah, like you have to game plan for these guys. You have to game plan for Jonathan Taylor. You have to game like, I don't know. Like, who do you game plan for over there? Uh, Delvin Cook. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Adam Thielen. Cousins is probably four, right? Like, because they're, they're, he's not going to wow you. He's not going to take over a game. And like, though, and the one time he did, he gave us one of the best quotes in football. You like that? Like, and really, was that was that like a oh my god game, or was that just a big comeback? Like, what? Like one great drive that he came out and did what he had to do. Right. Like, I don't. I don't even remember. You know why? Because Kirk Cousins doesn't wow me. I, th- I think that's really the only issue there, I, I, which is so. Do you think he looks better because of how like mediocre, me- mediocre that the quarterback play has been this year? I don't think so. I mean, I think he's going to look exact. He's going to look at the at the higher end of the middle of the pack every year. You know, he's he's better than anything that's played quarterback in Carolina. He's better than Tua. Again, that's not anything to call home about. I'm going to make that point every chance I get. Um, and he's playing playing better than almost. I mean, I mean, technically even Mac Jones. So all five or all four rookie quarterbacks that are starting, right? Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is doing more with his feet than with his arm. So I mean, you could you could put him above that. I think if he's not like, if he's not in the top 10 this year, he's borderline. 
maybe he's uh, he's definitely above 15 i think right okay yeah i would just like to just converse with people engage kind of where they see him at because i mean i see he every now and then he does have big playability of course but it does help when you have a guy like justin jefferson who can kind of break away and um you know create some separation i, I have seen flashes but I, I i've always just wondered where he kind of sits with people because he's He's been pretty consistent, I think, relatively consistent over his career. Maybe, you know, the interception numbers, touchdown numbers have fluctuated a little bit. But yardage, he's always been pretty consistent. I think he's floated over 4,000 for most of his career, which is uh, which is not too shabby. But again, I mean, his win-loss is not a QB stat or anything. But I think that's kind of always worked against him in a lot of people's eyes. You know, where, you know, I, I would defend a guy like Matt, Matt Ryan. From, from people and, and people like, okay, he's really not that bad where I feel like Kirk Cousins can still do stuff, but now in hindsight, now that I think about it, he, uh, you know, Kirk is a lot of Kirk's stats have been from come from garbage time. That is that, that there's no doubt about that. Well, and I think the big knock on him too is what did he do? You know, he came in in Washington and did some, like did enough that he got a big contract out of it. Right. And then as things were kind of fizzling there, he came out again and did enough to get a big contract out of it. And he's never, he's never really lived up to that big contract, but he's gotten two of them. Yeah. And I, and I think when you don't have that wow factor, you shouldn't have a wow contract and he's gotten two of them. And I, and I think that's where people kind of like kind of turn turn ill on him we'll say yeah. because uh, what are you going to do i mean here's here's this guy who's got you know two two good solid big contracts and he's never never played like a big contract guy aside from the times when he was up for a contract and is that did he get lucky that he just played up when he needed to or does he hold back because he's trying not to lose a job Oh crap! I might be up to lose a job. Better turn it up. And at that point, what are you doing? Just play at that level all the time. Right. Get a bigger contract. Like, I don't know. I I think that's really where it hits for me. Is he got that pay the man contract twice? But he he's never stood out to me as that that guy that you want to pay. Right. Yeah, it's like a kind of a case of like the market. Yeah, that's that's I, I I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. All right, we'll move on. Discussion topic number five, the Giants just. Uh, they're in total meltdown mode, sort of kind of. They just fired uh, offensive coordinator Jason Garrett today, who I believe is the least of their the least of their worries as far as the Giants go. But where is this team who was a Super Bowl winning team a decade ago and has pretty much collapsed ever since been. Uh, the very definition of mediocrity that's chilling in the basement of the NFC East and the entire NFL for, for most of that last decade. What would you do uh, this starting this off season to kind of get the giants back and uh, back on track? Uh, I don't know, man. Like this is, you're almost at a burn it down point, right? Like you're, you're almost at a point. Like for the, your first decision is, is Danny dimes, the guy. Like, is Danny Dimes the guy that I'm willing to go and really get after it with and really put my eggs in that basket? Because you can say that you have, but I mean, 
let's talk about the Jason Garrett hire first. This dude got fired as the head coach of a team in your division. And you went, you know, it's a good idea. Like we just, we just spent what five years. He was a coach there for probably what, what three, four, five years, yeah, maybe it was longer. Like a decade. I think it was like a decade. Okay. almost. So we just spent a decade where this dude is just, I, I don't know. It, like this dude, we, we've seen this dude for a decade. We know who he is. We know what he is. And he worked his way out of a team that had a pretty damn good offense. Let's bring him in. Offensive coordinator. Great. What? Like, uh, hey, Bill Belichick, would you bring in Rex Ryan after he worked his way out of the Bills and buried their defense? No. Why? This sounds like a great idea. Like, fair. So let's start. Like, so let's start there. Uh, maybe step one is don't hire failures from in your division. Wait, this sounds like Adam. Uh, well, what's his name? The the Adam Gase. Is Adam that him? Gase. Yes. Yes. Like. The dude that sucked at one AFC's team, so he went to another one and sucked there too. What do we do? Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> and 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 which one of these teams looked and said, "This is a great idea." New York teams did apparently, and I I just don't understand. I don't understand that. And that decision tells me how much of a shit show your franchise is. So now. Let's clean that up. Let's get rid of the current head coach. Let's get rid of the coaching staff this year. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Joe Judge. Not a fan. And and find a guy that you believe can take your team with the pieces you have and make something work. Step one, is Danny Dimes my guy? Step two, am I wasting time and money on Saquon Barkley, who is electric at times? Other times he looks pedestrian. And other times he's just not on the field because he's hurt. Right. Do I try to send him somewhere that maybe he's looking for a running back? You know, somebody like, oh, Saquon Barkley. Like, I still think he's got some tread on that tire. Cool. Give me a second or a third round pick for him. Sold. Because I think you can make that move. Right. Just because of what he was initially. And then, okay. You know, is I, I, I watched that game last night and was it last night where they were talking about Gallup yeah. and just how he's just not really doing much yeah i am so money to the monday night game well yeah you know Gallup just i mean here he is they threw a screen route to him and he just went out there and watched the defender run past him and like tony made a dude miss like that dude and ran by Gallup and looked at him like bro that way go block like i'd probably cut that guy that's a good start right yeah. goodbye <laughs> get out Ta-ta. why are you not cut today that that highlight alone, you're done. Bye. <laughs> like I don't I don't need you. I'll find some dude bagging groceries that'll throw that block every time I want to throw that block that pass. Right. I there's just so much here. Jason Garrett was the tip of an iceberg. That's probably not even the iceberg that's sinking the Titanic. <laughs> like he's just a piece of ice hanging out over there. But we're gonna we're gonna get that one out of the way first because well, may, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it'll help. Yeah. I right, I think their GM is on the hot seat right now. He's got to be. I think there's somebody said that he could, he could find himself out of a job by the end of the year, which I completely understandable at this point. Like how, how could you keep supporting that? If I, I know if, if the giants were my team, if I, I was the president owner or whatever the heck, 
GM would be gone. Joe Judge would be gone. That experiment has failed. Daniel Jones would be on either the trade block or he'd be getting released. And Saquon Barkley, I would not extend. I would not pick up a fifth-year option. No. Which is depressing to say because he was he was the most electric running back two years ago. His rookie season, he was phenomenal. Everybody loved him. Whoever drafted him in fantasy football, uh, they, they won big because of him. Yeah. But he, he's he's been largely obsolete. And we've seen that trend with a lot of running backs lately, right? You know, Todd Gurley got a monster contract for the Rams. And then immediately after, you know, not too long after that, his knees started to go away. All right. They weren't working as well. How could you, how could you, or they didn't exist? Oh, that too. That most certainly too. How could you entrust a ton of money, millions of dollars into a, a guy who you can't depend on in Saquon Barkley? He, he's that's the big thing. He's largely, I think eventually he's going to be, we're going to look back on Saquon Barkley five years from now and he's going to be considered a bust. I think he's already, I mean, barring him going somewhere else and catching fire, like, okay, so he goes to, I don't know, Tennessee, who doesn't need him, but maybe they want a really good running back. So they take a, like a, a really good number two. So they take a flyer on him because he, clears waivers or whatever um or maybe you know maybe the 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 browns move on from hunt so they bring in barkley like i could see him being that guy who catches fire but outside of that well how are how aren't how isn't he a bust right now like he he has to in my opinion has to work his, his way out of bust territory yeah and he's got a lot of work ahead of himself i i just because, right, this is year three for him. Yeah, um, and the worst part is he's 24. He's two years. Uh, yeah, so he'll be 25 in February. He's got a season and a half before he hits that magic number 26 where running backs just kind of fall off the fucking cliff. Right. Yeah, and oh, I, think the, I think the Giants have to dis- discuss, like, discuss to pick up his fifth-year option. Is it this year? Or is it, is it between his third and fourth? Or is it between... I, I think he, I think they have to discuss it this year. I think this offseason, they have to. They have I, I to think declare so it. too. Uh, so this is his fourth season. This year, right now, is his fourth. Yes. Yeah. So he played all sixteen, all sixteen games in 18, 13 games in nineteen, two yeah. and six collectively now. Oh boy. That's right. He was number two in Josh Allen's class. That's right. Um. How bad do you like? And that's, I mean, talk about an absolute just train wreck. The the quarterbacks that came out. So, okay, you didn't have a shot at Baker, which is probably probably for the best. But then, I mean, you could have taken Josh. You could have taken Lamar. Yeah. And probably had a decent shot of doing more than you're doing right now. And you know, I'm not a Lamar guy. Oh, I know. But he's better than Danny Dimes. Probably doesn't trip over the 25. He hasn't yet. He hasn't Not that yet. I've seen. Not that we've seen. And we all know he, he likes to run. But, yeah, the Giants, simply put, need to burn it all to the ground, start up fresh. And, uh, yeah, they, they need a whole lot of work if they're gonna, to get up back on track. Because that, Jesus, New York City deserves a good sports team, at least in football. Um. But that is it, everybody. We have gone through our discussion topics. I want to thank Jaws for carrying 
this episode. As you can probably tell, my voice listeners, I'm sick as a dog. I'm I'm completely out of it. I've been enduring a whole bunch of stuff. What? New York City deserves a good sports team. What? Why not? No, they, they don't even have half, half their sports teams play in New Jersey. They suck. That's what. <laughs> You were sitting on that for a good 30 seconds, too. I oh, could tell. I, I had to let it marinate. I figured your eyebrow went up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, I, I fucked up. I messed up. You sure did, bud. <laughs> but I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, listeners, thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow with our week 12 uh, preview and predictions. But uh, thanks, as always, for tuning in. And on behalf of Jaws and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, spot. Look at the